0: Welcome to the Feel Good Lab podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gresh. Join me as we bring together the brightest minds in health and wellness, covering topics from sleep and nutrition to exercise and mindfulness. Our goal is to give you actionable advice to optimize your health and ultimately to feel good. Welcome to another episode of the Feel Good Lab podcast. And uh, I'm here today with my brother, Mike Gresh, who's been part of the family business now for how many years, Mike? When did Uh, you graduate pharmacy school? It's been
1: about four years, I think. Four years. So
0: let's kick it off. Um, You know, I usually tell my story about how I wanted to go as far away from the family business as possible because I grew up when Dad owned the conventional pharmacy, right? and it was kind of nuts back then. Mm -hmm. You grew up six years younger than I things were a lot different. Tell me a little bit about
1: why you chose to follow in dad's footsteps in pharmacy and, you know, what made you do that? Sure, sure. Yeah, actually, I remember that, um, that point in time when I think I made the decision. Uh, We were in the hot tub, of all places, and he's just picking my brain, uh, probably, you know, somehow trying to convince me one way or another. But I told him, as a profession, I just wanted to help people. And that was that was my goal, and I didn't know how I would be there. You know, I, I talked to him about being a, a teacher or you know uh, some sort of coach, uh, basketball, golf. Um, you know, intertwined with maybe being a high school phys ed teacher, and and then you know I, I talked about engineering and you know being able to use my my mind, my creativity, and I think it sort of clicked for him to say, well, I'm doing all those things. And in compounding pharmacy, which is so different than conventional pharmacy, you're thinking outside the box all the time. You know, you're like an engineer in the medical field, trying to solve problems every day is a new day. And without a doubt, you're helping people. And uh, so it it was really then where I I sort of uh, took it and ran with it uh, to say I was going to follow in his footsteps. And here I am. I mean, that was probably 10 years ago.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of what you do at the pharmacy is working with patients that have different chronic conditions, etc. But one of the main things that I want to chat about with you today is I think you bring a pretty cool perspective because you are dealing with optimizing health and wellness typically on a day-to-day with patients that are looking to solve a big problem. But at the same time in your own personal life, you're looking to optimize your own wellness in order to perform better you know, athletically, mm-hmm. physically, mentally. So I think it's going to be really fun to kind of look at what are the things that you're seeing at the pharmacy, but then what are you taking home with you and what do you do? So let's start with, you know, what do you actually do yourself to live healthy,
1: to live well? Well, that's a a long list. So (laughs) I would say, you know, things I take from the pharmacy, I mean, like I said, always learning new things. My opinion is always evolving and... You know, being surrounded by practitioners who, again, like to think outside the box and they utilize compounding pharmacy. And then I get introduced to you know reps from these professional line uh, supplement companies and I get to learn from that aspect as well. But one of the big, I guess, uh, game changers for me was listening to podcasts. Mm. And so the irony of sitting at the other side of, of the table here, um, actually being able to preach to the choir is kind of cool because I've spent so many hours of my life Delving into you know, different podcasts, uh, you know, biohacking specifically, and who are <clears> some <throat> of the people that you follow? So I really got started with Ben Greenfield. Yeah, I love Ben. Yeah, and and that was, gosh, again, so many years ago, and when he was a lot smaller, and he's blown up as he should, um, and you know, started there and just branched my way out uh, because you know one of the fundamental things that drives me is is not just listening to one person. I like to develop my opinions and and get as many different perspectives as possible. And when I hear overlapping opinions is when I really start to hone in on, okay, this is something. And so again, I've taken bits and pieces from from different people, uh, but I think that it's overwhelmingly uh, done by many of the biohackers in that community. And so first and foremost, when I moved into my apartment like three years ago, first thing I did was buy an infrared sauna. And I had the privilege when I was living at home, uh, dad, obviously, had an infrared sauna. And understanding the benefits that that brings, it was a no-brainer for me. And just to, to lay out a few of them, I mean, decreasing risk of cardiovascular disease, decreasing stress, it increases heat shock proteins, which basically allow your proteins to function better. And... I use it post workout every workout. You know, I don't I don't work out if I can't hit the sauna afterwards. What temperature, how long do you sit in it? So I actually I rigged my sauna. The the thing about, you know, there's a lot of controversy is infrared better than a typical steam sauna. And I think based on everything that I've heard, listened to, read is um is that it's the heat that really makes a big difference. And so infrared saunas typically don't get that hot, but I Like I said, I I rigged it, so it probably gets 170, 180 degrees. Whoa. Yeah. So it it packs a punch, and I can only last maybe 25 minutes in there. But it's, uh, like I said, it's just been an absolute game changer for me. And I'd say I'm addicted to it. It's funny you started there because... I'm like one one-thousandth
0: of what you do as far as wellness goes. And I and I consider myself pretty healthy and I try to be, you know, I take supplements, all these things. The one thing that I would hang my hat on, yep. two actually, one is inter- intermittent fasting, just mm-hmm. works really well for me. Yep. And because I have such a sensitive gut, it's just really transformed my life. Eating less has allowed my body to digest better and it's just been amazing. But the other thing is the sauna. I joined a gym just because I had a sauna. right? And what I found is for the first like few weeks... First, I didn't sweat. It took me like 30 minutes to start sweating. And I wouldn't feel that good afterwards. And then all of a sudden, like two weeks into it of going almost every day, I'd be able to sweat immediately and last forever. And then it became part of my daily routine where if I didn't get in the sauna, it was by far the highlight of my day. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, there was like an endorphin rush when I get out of that thing, I feel 10 times better than when I go for a run. You know, it just time. has become my, and, and I can combine it with meditation, mm-hmm. maybe listening to a podcast so I can do some multitasking. But I'm like, the first thing I'm going to do when the feel-good lab gets to a place where I can finally take a salary is buy a sauna. And I've been saying this for years. Good. Jess, my wife, is going to kill me because uh, <laughs> I think she wants uh, us to buy a home so we
1: can start a family. Right. But So maybe the sauna will go in that home. I think I think it will and it should. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, there's there's that adaptation process. So like, you know, people maybe use it once or twice, and they don't feel so good, but it's because you're exposing yourself to environments that you're never exposed to. Mm-hmm. And so that's the other thing is you're stressing your body, and you have to build up a resilience to that stress. That's kind of the overarching important thing about heat therapy, and the same thing goes for for cold therapy. And that's why you know a year later, I purchased a um, a meat freezer, and I turned it into an ice bath, and so I keep I keep that at you know roughly 40 degrees, 45 degrees, and I'll go in that post sauna to get that differential in temperature, and talk about endorphin rush. You'll never feel as good, other than getting out of a an ice bath like that. And after the sauna. So after you go the sauna, sauna,
0: 25 minutes into the ice bath, how long yeah. are you sit in the ice bath for?
1: About three minutes. okay. Yeah, so I think the the data really shows like 55 degrees and under. but the closer to 55 degrees it is, the longer you got to stay in there. So Ben Greenfield, for example, he keeps his at like 32 degrees. He goes in for for three minutes. Whoa. And the thing that really goes well with going in an ice bath is breathing techniques because it's easier in my opinion, to be exposed to hot temperatures versus cold temperature i mean you're talking way easier oh it's it's ridiculous (laughs) i mean you you'd want nothing more than to jump out and so you have to convince your mind that you are able to to take it on and this is a personal story for me back like a year year and a half ago i was getting these rashes all over my body like my whole torso my arms and they were anxiety rashes and so they were associated with you know, high tension, high anxiety-inducing uh, you know, things going on at work, per se. And I've never had them before. And so a month later, I, I purchased this ice bath. I started using it because I'm thinking, there, I, read, I read a lot of stuff. And, and what one of the things that ice bath does is it improves inc- your vagal nerve tone. And that basically means that your resilience to stress, similar to a sauna... Is going to be heightened so when you're when you're exposed to stressful situations your body just just because of of that that mental ability to overcome things you're so much more resilient to dealing with those situations mm-hmm. and never again did I have any type of anxiety rash and so to me that was kind of cool like okay this is doing something but I felt you know I felt the benefits along the way and um, yeah, so the the heat and the cold therapy is you know, one of the one of the things I think every single human on this planet would benefit from, mm-hmm. and I did that for under five hundred dollars. Yeah, the the fridge, the, the ice bath. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and and honestly, I think most people don't need to do that. Most people could turn their shower cold for the last thirty seconds every day, and that would start to
1: incrementally make a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that does make a difference. I mean, my water, personally, doesn't get that cold. No. So that's why I had to jump the gun. And go right to the meat freezer. I didn't think I'd have a meat freezer in my basement filled mm-hmm. with water, but here I am. Well, the uh,
0: the reason I started getting into the sauna and even doing some cold stuff, well, first was actually Wim Hof. So when you talk yeah. about breathing, Wim Hof is one of my favorite, favorite human beings. I mean, if anybody's had a chance to follow Wim and seen him on other podcasts... This guy has such an amazing outlook on life, and he's really proven. I mean, he holds all these world records from hanging by a fingertip to running marathons with no shoes and no water in the desert to climbing, I think, Mount Everest yeah. even in his shorts. Right, right. I mean, stuff that is seems impossible, he's proven through his mental fortitude and his breathing techniques, plus his cold exposure and heat, yeah. the stuff he does, he's able to not just do it himself. What's so amazing about Wim is people go on these retreats with him for a couple weeks and he trained them to do it. Yep. So it's not like Wim is some anomaly alien. Wim is just a normal human being that's really learned that we can push our body to another level. And so for me, I realized, holy cow, our life has gotten so convenient, so easy. We're 70, 72 degrees almost the entire day. Right. We always eat there's almost, there's the stress we deal with is a different type of stress.
1: Yeah, and we're, we're so accustomed to wanting comfort. Right. And, we and have, I don't think that's that. good, actually. It's not. <laughs> well, I would, I would say definitely it's not. Because
0: God forbid something happened, you know, we lose power for a week. Uh, we lose the internet for a few weeks. I mean, there's things that our
1: ancestors had to deal
0: with yeah. that we don't even understand. Right.
1: I mean, and it might be an oversimplification, but look at the, the rampant anxiety that's running through this population people, you know, the things that promote anxiety and cause that, that stressful response is so minuscule compared to maybe what was causing stress 300 years ago. Totally.
0: Like not having food for
1: two weeks, Exactly, you know, like and, and having
0: somebody attack the tribe.
1: Yes. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, those are, those are some real things people have to deal with. And, and nowadays, like you said, I mean, somebody's, a phone goes missing and, and they're, they're stressed out of their mind. And
0: listen, we're not immune to that either. No, right? no. Um, so that, so that's cool. Like you, you obviously work out, you've got a full gym in the basement. So that's yep. a stressor as well. You know, exercise is a stressor. Yep. You do the cold baths, you do the heat and sauna. What do you do on the stretching mobility side? Do you do anything with that?
1: I foam roll like twice a day. My wife gives me a hard time because every, every night before bed, I go down there for 20 minutes and I have a routine. Mm-hmm foam roll the mobility stick you actually gave to me has been phenomenal and so I I use a and I use a lacrosse ball as well to get into some of those you know more deeply hidden areas but it's a total routine for me and just kind of it's almost a meditation so I get into this sort of just in my body out of my mind type of space and it's super relaxing and that's why I do it before bed because I go upstairs, and within five minutes, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And that was never the case for me. I used to go up upstairs in bed. I'd be on my phone for an hour. Yeah. And you know that was years ago. I've, I've really worked hard to change that because sleep is, let's face it, one of the most important things you can do. Totally. It's
0: why not only me but the rest of the team, we're going to get some aura rings. I know you and Dad have aura rings. And that way we can track our sleep because I think sleep is probably the most important part of our day. Yeah. I mean, I know when I don't get enough sleep – I'm an awful person to be around just straight. I'm not even myself right. at all. It's like the Snickers commercials.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Martha, Martha, Martha.
0: But so that's kind of the physical stuff and the tools that you use. And 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 yes, a sauna might sound out of reach. But actually, if you look up single person infrared saunas, they're not that expensive. Plus, there's gyms around. And oh, yeah. it's not just one thing. I think one of the, the most important points is everybody is different. And and it's not just one thing, it's not just the sauna, it's not just the cold bath, it's not just the exercise. It's doing a little bit of all of them and you've tried so much stuff over such a long period of time that you kind of know what works for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but one of the coolest things, so that's all neat and you are kind of an expert in that space because you're so mm. obsessed with it. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I think what's even cooler to pick your brain on is what are you learning from these supplement sales reps and these other physicians and these smart people you're around, right, we go to conferences, we meet these amazing yep. other pharmacists that are doing cool stuff. What are you actually taking home and taking? So,
1: like, give me your supplement drawer. My <laughs> supplement drawer. Oh, geez, we're gonna be here for like five hours. <laughs> no, I'll try to. I'll try to simplify and really, you know, uh, hone in on some of the more important things. And and what's interesting is, you know, like I said, your opinion always changes. What you think might be good now might not be good in two years. You know, based on your opinion alone. But you know, science is is evolving, and we need to adapt with it. And you can always. Yet you gotta got be open to the idea of, of changing your opinion and, and not having an ego behind it because we're all just learning as we go, basically. And and so one of the things I got away from was branch chain amino acids. I used to take those when I was working out and um, I, but I came across some really interesting evidence on essential amino acids, which does include some branch chain amino acids, but it's it's the whole it's the whole picture of the amino acids that are not created in your body like you have to get them from your diet which you know if you eat a heavy protein um, diet then you're going to be getting a decent amount of essential amino acids but your body has to work very hard at digesting absorbing so if you have gut issues you're really not going to be getting all that all that much of essential amino acids and so they have there aren't many companies that do it but there are a few and they've created blends You know, leucine is the number one essential amino acid for muscle building per se uh, and it's, it's that and eight other amino acids in a specific blend that helps promote muscle growth and there was a study that showed this was phenomenal it showed that 90, oh, I think it was 99% thereabouts was utilized for some anabolic process in other words Building up the body So these amino acids Are taken in Absorbed And then utilized Wherever they need to be And You can overdo Like You can overdo water You can overdo Essential amino acids You can overdo Infrared cold therapy Everything But What I stress In my life Is the timing mm-hmm. Of all these things So When I work out That's when I take My essential amino acids You know I take 5, 10, 15 Probably 15 grams uh, A day when I, when I have a heavy workout. And the thing I, I don't want to overdo for is because it can induce mTOR. mTOR is, is known as this, um, you know, this, this signaling molecule that kind of builds up your body. And if you overdo mTOR, there's, there's some correlations with you know, cancer risk and whatnot. And so it's always this, this dance between mTOR and autophagy. And so you know, that's why intermittent fasting can be so crucial and calorie restriction because that induces autophagy which is like cellular cleanup
0: yeah so give it to me in layman's terms because i'm like i feel like i'm pretty in tune with this <laughs> so i can imagine that a lot of listeners are like autophagy mTOR like
1: yeah, what does it yeah. mean for the layman so <clears throat> yeah so mTOR again i mean it's just like build 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 okay that's what mTOR. so is if it's about. in over build mode that's where you could get like and the, cancer growth and things. yeah like exactly. that. if you're always an mTOR right if you're high protein all the time you don't take a break from it you know you're thinking maybe you're increasing your risk at that point. And when you work out, you have these signals in your body that it does want to build. So that's when you really want mTOR to be activated is, is during a workout, after a workout. I've seen any, anywhere from three to six hours post-workout, you want mTOR activated. But after that, I fast. So I go from this mTOR state and then I try to get back into autophagy to sort of balance it out. Mm-hmm. And so for me the timing is crucial. So timing your protein intake, timing your essential amino acid intake is, is hypercritical.
0: Cool. Now you still haven't given us that much of your list of supplements. So I have I, not, I got one, I gotta <laughs> yeah, stop. got to
1: stop going down the rabbit hole. You I got have a, one down. I have a tendency to do that. So, <laughs> so I mean a couple other things, uh, electrolytes. So huge on hydration, mm-hmm. uh, Being hydrated is one of the most understated things uh, in performance. I think most people are probably dehydrated as we speak. I know that I am. In fact, I've started to realize it is so
0: important for me to to chug water as soon as I wake up. Here's a – maybe you can help me with this. I've been getting a twitch in my eye, and I've correlated it to days – actually, I got it today – Days where I don't drink a lot of water, mm-hmm. and then I have a lot of coffee, and oh, yeah. which so dehydrates you, well, and I'll find those days this twitch in my right eye, and it's like very, very, very uncomfortable. Yeah, and I'm pretty positive it's it's uh,
1: connected to my hydration. Well, yeah, many times it is. You can think maybe stress, dehydration, both. True. I used to I used to get those, you know, back in the day. I, I take, let's put it this way, I don't drink water without electrolytes in them anymore. Mm. None. I drink I drink salt water basically. So you pretty much always put electrolytes in your water. Always. Wow. Yeah. If I drink normal water, it it doesn't taste good anymore. I don't even know what it is. It's kinda like I can't do it. And what's the reason behind that? Why do I do the electrolytes? Yeah. Is to always always stay hydrated. I mean, I'm hitting the sauna every day. Mm-hmm. I'm sweating out. I'm losing electrolytes. I need to replenish them. And so I and again, salt is one of those things that's been demonized and unfortunately because of that people reduce their salt intake and with sodium real salt like we're talking real salt unrefined salt when you reduce sodium and sodium is a very important mineral you're reducing a lot of the other minerals that your body needs and so like i said i mean dehydration is is one of the, the most understated things in performance because people just don't really think about it. I mean, I drink water. So what if you drink water? If you don't have the electrolytes to take the water into the cell, you're still dehydrated.
0: Interesting.
1: So are you saying, so for me, I try to
0: keep myself hydrated. I chug a yep. glass in the morning. Sometimes I'll add some lemon in there, but that's not
1: really giving me electrolytes, is it? Not per se. No. So I really need to be adding an electrolyte. Yeah. I mean, some people, there are companies out there that, you know, they're like little packets, or you know, I have a little bottle that's a liquid, right? Maybe it's, we'll come out with one. There you go. I think, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a market for I that. mean,
0: this fits into our mission, though. We're looking for, would you recommend that, you know, you're ta- looking at this from an athlete perspective. Sure. I'm looking at this from a, a cognitive performance perspective throughout the day, and then I, the, the, a lot of patients we deal with, you know, we're dealing with chronic degenerative disease, chronic pain, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Would you think that... It runs the gamut. Everybody could benefit from the yeah. This is this
1: is an everybody perspective. Basically. Everybody, absolutely. You know, of course, people with high blood pressure want to reduce. You know, they want to monitor their sodium intake. But it's where the sodium's coming from. I mean, if you're eating processed foods with straight sodium, you know, we're not talking sea salt, which again has these other minerals. They it's all a balance. Everything's a balance. When you when you get down to the fundamental, uh, you know, thing underlying everything, it's balance. And so, getting a full spectrum of minerals is huge, and it's mm-hmm. key. And so, when you have too much sodium versus the other minerals, it could cause blood pressure issues. Sure, but you know we have the industrialized uh, food industry to thank for that. So you got we got amino acids, we got hydration. Keep going. Oh, jeez. Well, creatine, creatine is another another uh, really important uh, thing in my stack. I would say, and creatine gets sort of a uh, negative reputation from time to time and they talk about like water water absorption and the muscles and you know basically you're just holding on to water and it doesn't really do much but there's a lot of science to back creatine up and not only in in muscular performance and and output but in so many different areas in aging and and longevity i'm big time i mean creatine is something that's found in our food right again it's just one of those things we we don't get enough of and and so I try to take five grams of creatine a day. Any specific type, creatine monohydrate? I do, I do take the monohydrate form right now. Um, and I think that's probably the best. I mean, there are some other forms of creatine out there, but I, I've stuck with the monohydrate. It's worked well for me, and I know it works well for a lot of people. So that's usually the one I recommend. And again, as with anything, I'm always subject to change my opinion based on new new information, but... And before we keep going down, I think context would be important to people. What is your goal? My goal is to prove to me and other people that we're capable of so much more than we think we are. So it's really
0: a performance. Is it a is it a physical performance? You're looking to gain in the gym? Or are you looking to feel better?
1: Are you looking to think better, perform better? Gosh, I would say I would say everything. I mean to me, I just want to feel good. You just want to feel I don't good. really care how much I I could throw up on the bench or how much I can squat to me Those are just numbers, but I want to feel good. I want to be happy uh, and I want to you know I guess cognitive performance is huge for me Mm -hmm. as well. I I mean, I need that at my job my day-to-day and and so It's just the whole biohacking world is so fascinating and we're at this we're like at this point in time where it's so cutting-edge Things are coming out left and right. I mean, we're, it's a really cool time to be alive yeah. in that space. And
0: what I think is cool, because you, you you brought this up earlier, because it's so new, because it's so cutting edge, there's a lot of BS. And it takes maybe a few months to a few years for that to get phased out. Yep. You said you look at all these different you know, aspirational podcasts and whatnot. And when you start seeing a, a connection and a trend, you'll start trying it on yourself. But yep. I think it's key. And as a caveat for everybody listening, there is no one-size-fits-all solution. It's really important that you figure out what works for you. And what you're brilliant at is trying all these things. Mm -hmm. And really what we're talking about, the list right now, is what made the cut after years and years and years of research and trial and error. So it's just what works for you. I don't think that this is necessarily what is going to work for everybody. But I do think that people could take a piece of it, even if it's just the cold, hot therapy or the amino acids or the creatine. And see improvements, and I think each one of these things, you know, we believe in functional medicine, right? That's what Dad has taught us through the practice. And functional medicine means it's not just one thing; it's so complex that we actually may never fully understand.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're you're always you're always going you know deeper into the rabbit hole and discovering new things that trump what you believed yesterday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, through compounding and through functional medicine and. You know, we're actually taking a genetic, a functional genomic nutrition course right now. Through all of that, you realize more and more how individual people are and, what, and their needs. They, they vary so much. Right. I mean, people could be allergic to some of these ingredients. Sure, sure. I mean, and you get down, like there's certain things that are fundamental. Essential amino acids and, and uh, minerals are, are fundamental to, to human health. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody is going to be allergic to those per se and I think almost anybody anyone in the performance industry is going to benefit from that but you're right I mean some of these more hand-picked nutritional supplements it's it's not a one-size-fits-all so what do you do you do anything for inflammation fortunately I I really I don't have too much inflammation I'm young I try to take care of my body but you know if I come across some aches and pains there are a couple things yeah I look at I look at um you know fish oil uh, trying to get a couple grams. And I usually do this, and I do take fish oil. I try to take it consistently. I, I wouldn't say I'm all that good with it, but I try to eat you know, a decent amount of healthy fish in my diet. Uh, so getting my omega-3s is important. If I I'm, say I'm in an inflamed state, uh, so omega-3s, I will take some curcumin and, and then antioxidant therapy. So one of the cool things that I've uh, come into understanding is the hydrogen water.
0: Yeah, I just started taking this stuff.
1: Yeah. I love it. Right. It's actually really cool. It's awesome. You can feel it in like 10 minutes, maybe less.
0: So basically what it is, is you drop, it's the one that we take, probably the same one as you, because I think I got it from the pharmacy. It's Quicksilver Scientific. Yep. H2 Elite, I think it's called. Yeah. And you drop in the hydrogen. There's also some magnesium in there. Is magnesium an electrolyte?
1: It is an electrolyte. Yeah. And the magnesium is there, I think, just as like a, I don't know if it's a stabilizing agent or whatnot, but I think it's part of the matrix of how they get the hydrogen in the tablet. Yeah, so you drop it in the water, and you, and you let it dissolve, and the hydrogen, you, start, you can start to see it kind of come out the top, mm-hmm. and so you got to let it dissolve, and then you drink the whole thing, and the idea here is that you're getting molecular hydrogen into your body, which acts as a very potent antioxidant, mm-hmm. and an antioxidant is basically anything that uh, will, will decrease reactive oxygen species in your body, and those are, you know, very involved in the inflammatory process, so... And other antioxidants, vitamin C, vitamin E. Uh, you know, there's there's a handful of things that we would consider antioxidants. But you know that so that's sort of another thing that I, I do. I try to do that uh, daily. I, again, I'm not all that good. I like to pulse my supplements. I would say the things I mentioned before, the electrolytes and the the uh, amino acids, I I do those every single day. But everything else that it does have utility, I just I think I, I try to do them maybe five times a week. Mm-hmm. How about a multivitamin? Honest. Do you
0: take a standard multivitamin?
1: I really don't. Yeah. I really, I you try really, to eat. You try to get it in your I, food. I try to get into my food. I'm blessed to uh, you know, be able to, to have a lifestyle where I'm eating grass-fed meat. I'm a, I'm a, I am a big advocate for eating grass-fed uh, meat, and uh, I do that quite often. And so I do have a really broad, healthy diet, I would say. And so multivitamin is not something that's in my regimen, although most people don't get enough nutrients in their food. So, you know, getting on a multivitamin for many people is beneficial. Yeah.
0: What do you think? And I think I'm going to have to give you a persona for you to recommend. But, you know, one of our demographics um, at the Feel Good Lab is, you know, she's 40 years old um, she tries to live a very healthy life. She has a family that she provides for and she doesn't have time. So what are some of the things that could make the biggest impact with the least amount of energy and time for somebody like that, that, that wants to improve their wellness?
1: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> so somebody that really wants to take a step in, in the right direction, uh, that doesn't, doesn't have the time. I mean, you're, you're looking at it. multivitamin is, is fantastic. It's the problem with multivitamins sometimes is that, you know, it contains things that some people don't need. So right. you know, really being able to, to understand, you know, said person's, um, you know, wants and needs is important. And, you know, other things, I, I really do think antioxidant, so the, the molecular hydrogen, I, I think that's huge. And, and that's something, if somebody just walked in the pharmacy and was like, you know, I want something quick, easy. I want something that's, you know, gonna help me with X Y and Z well r- we're exposed to way too much oxidative stress and we don't have enough antioxidants in our day to day and so you know molecular hydrogen is something I would recommend right off the rip other thing I mean you talked to, you you talked about magnesium magnesium is something that I think is super critical it has over like 600 different functions in the body I mean it helps manage so many things People don't really even understand. They think magnesium helps with cramps. Well, it does way more than that. And so, in getting on a good form of magnesium, there's so many different forms. My favorite, uh, generally speaking, is magnesium glycinate uh, because it's it's got some glycine in there that helps with helps with sleep, helps with muscular relaxation. Um, I mean, there's there's a there's a, a list of things that glycine is is good for, but so magnesium is something that's a very easy recommendation for for And somebody it's pretty that. cheap, right? Yeah, very cheap, very cheap. And again, the electrolytes. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I just I, I firmly believe in in that and staying hydrated. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to to come up with a, a long list of supplements for somebody. I need to have a conversation with them. Yeah. I, I need to understand much more, but. Making sure they're getting the vitamins they need, the minerals they need. And, you know, superfoods are, are awesome. And there's so many different superfoods out there that somebody can just introduce into a smoothie, per se. You know, so I think, I think that's uh, something that I would talk to them about. You know, because not everything I talk about is, is a recommendation that's, that I'm taking something off the shelf in the pharmacy. There are things that people can go home with and, and introduce into their lifestyle that's simple and easy
0: so what about you know like from a um, daily routine standpoint I kind of know where my answer would be but I'm curious Mm. to know yours like where do you think most people would benefit from from really looking at their daily routine and making it to change not with a supplement not with something to add but where do you think there might be a little bit of a disconnect something that maybe is making them unwell and if we made a change there could really start adding to the
1: Well, I mean that's tough. So, I think it's uh, probably you know eating three meals a day, eating every every couple hours, thinking that they need to keep their blood sugar up or they need to keep their metabolism going. There's no evidence that I'm aware of that eating often improves metabolism, and a lot of people are under that impression that small meals throughout the day. and, And don't get me wrong, some people that's important for. But looking at the possibility of, say, an intermittent fasting or some sort of caloric restriction, it offers up a host of benefits for people. And one of the things that can be achieved through intermittent fasting, and like if you practice a ketogenic diet per se, which is again, good for some people, maybe not so good for others. But it gives you something known as metabolic flexibility which is it's huge because your body is basically able like if you're if you're prone to always eating carbohydrates and you're never eating fat fat's another thing that you know i think has gotten demonized for the wrong reasons but your body only really knows how to run on carbs sugar yeah. per se and and so really making fine tune adjustments to your diet and the frequency of which you eat it's huge. And that would be game changing for, for almost every individual.
0: That was life changing for me. I know one of the things that dad says is, is definitely there's a difference between um, males and females when it comes yeah. to fasting. Yeah. Because, you know, our, our bodies are just a little different. So for me personally, it literally changed my life. Because, and, and same, same reason when I started getting into the sauna, it was the same theory. We are eating. And digesting almost 24-7 in the standard American diet. Mm -hmm. And once I realized that we could go 20 to 30 days as a human being without eating food, it goes in this order. We need sleep number one, water number two, and food number three made me realize that we are way over focused on food. And to me, I think that we treat it more as a drug where we get a ton of enjoyment out of it. Right. And I find myself trapped. I'm not eating a perfect diet. Mm-hmm. But just by not eating breakfast and lunch, I find myself so much more focused throughout the day. I have more time because I don't spend time eating, but I'm I don't get any lethargy. Right. You know, it's really just been amazing. Um and so I would recommend to anybody out there that wants to give it a try it's very hard in the first couple weeks. Like you had mentioned, if you're used to running off carbs,
1: yep. holy cow. Like the first two weeks was crazy for me. Yeah, your blood sugar is not going to really know what to do. No. And it's going to plummet. And, and if for anyone listening, I would say you, you do it slowly. Right. You have to sort of like ease your way into it. And you're right. it It is more simplistic for males than females because there is this – there is a connection between the the female hormones especially for a, a premenopausal woman who's still having their cycle and whatnot it gets complicated and so for them i still think that they have the ability to intermittent fast but maybe not as frequent right and and so even if you there are people that that fast 24 hours once a month just to have like a little bit of cleanup or once you know maybe 18 hours once a week and so for, for that population I still think is super doable yeah and important.
0: Cool. Well Mike, I appreciate you coming by today. I got one final question here before we wrap it up. Um, what do you love the most about what you do?
1: It's hmm, a good question. What I love the most, I, I would say just like I, I said 10 years ago, it's helping people. There's no like better feeling then when somebody leaves the pharmacy or i get off a phone call and and they're just super appreciative of me giving them the time or me giving them some advice and listening to them and like giving like i feel like i'm giving back i spend all this time learning 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 but to be able to utilize that and give that information to people and then they can go give that information to people it's a ripple effect and i feel like i'm making a difference and that's what i've been wanting to do for my whole life, I guess.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that's the same mission that we have at the Feel Good Lab. We sell products. We'd love it if people buy our products. But I think that our products are going to be a tiny fraction of the solution. The education that we can provide around healthy eating, healthy lifestyles, it's really the functional medicine theory, right? Products are a small piece of that functional medicine wheel. Mm -hmm. We can make such a big impact on the health and well-being of our entire planet just through changing what we do on the day to day now it's not easy changing your diet changing your sleep cycle these are all hard things to do but we have a quote that we really repeat like almost every day it puts us in perspective on who we're trying to help a rich person wants ten thousand things but a sick person only wants one and most people i believe are sick to some degree and when you're sick you're, you're scared. You're looking for the solution. It's a much different mindset, right, when you're sick yeah. and you only want to get better. That's all you can focus on versus when you're healthy. When you're healthy, the world is your oyster. There's infinite possibilities. There's I mean, think about how great of a world we could live in if everybody was healthy. Right. And so that's what I believe our mission is. And it's just cool to see you and dad, what you're doing at the pharmacy, and, you know, as we go through this year after year, we're bringing it closer and closer together. Yeah. And eventually I could see all of this being under one roof where yeah. we have physical location, where we have the pharmacy, we have the functional medicine practice, we have the feel-good lab in our businesses. And, you know, that's the vision. Yeah. So yeah.
1: No, I have to applaud you guys for, for doing what you're doing because, you know, you're making a, a big difference in a lot of people's lives. And I think this is only the beginning. You know, you, you, have, you have the foundation set and see what you can do with it.
0: Cool. Well thank you Mike very much. This was fun and I uh, hope to have you-